you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk Podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy it. Yo, we're doing this again, y'all. It is Open Bar Talk Podcast, the dopest bartending interview podcast in the streets. Uh, if you want to find me, I'm your host, Jim Search. Uh, you can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. Go on all social media, find me at Jim Search. Uh, if you want to find the podcast, you can do that. Openbartalk at gmail.com. Openbartalk on Instagram is a place to find this show. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, give us five stars. You know, that's how people find this podcast. And leave a dope review. Say that uh, this changed your life uh, because who that is exactly what podcasts do now. Um, and we're also anywhere that you find podcasts. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Underneath Your Car. Wherever the fuck you get your podcast, that is where you get this one right here. Uh, so, you know, I am, uh, I'm very excited to uh, have, uh, have a guest on the show. You know, we were chopping it up, what was it, yesterday? Two days ago? Yeah, was it? Yes, uh, Sunday. Sunday, yes. Yeah, Sunday, uh, me, and, me, and, me and this dude were chopping it up, and I was like, yo, man, this guy's got a fucking wild story. I, I, can, I can tell uh, wild stories when, when they're in my vicinity, and he just got really dope energy, and you know, he's holding down uh, my local bar, and I genuinely appreciate it. Brooklyn Lou, man, how you doing, man? How you living? What's up, brother? How you doing today, man? I want to thank you for having me on this on this podcast today. And and yes, the conversation of the day was definitely was dope. We were talking about hip hop. We were talking about, you know, uh, 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 coded language amongst our our white friends and partners who we do business with or what have you. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, yeah. So the 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 spot I'm I'm currently at and that I'm a part owner in is called uh, Union Street Pub, eight twenty nine Franklin Avenue, corner Street of Union, the corner of Union. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really chill spot. You know, we try to play really dope music. We have great people such as Jim right here who come in and uh, really give the place a, a real, a real buoyant energy. Mm-hmm. 100% man, you know, and I have to say, I'm really pumped to uh, see behind the bar, man, because I, you yeah. know, we, you and I talked about this, but it's like, there's so much uh, untapped potential in that spot. And yeah. I have, I have very high hopes and I just, I know that you're going to bring in uh, just a dope vibe and I'm really pumped uh, to see you there, man. Um, Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. You know, again, it's been my uh, union street has been my local for as long as it's been open, man. So four years now, I think it's been nice. open. Over for five years. Oh, five, yeah. Going on six. I just got involved in August. Shit, man. Yeah. So (laughs) you are welcome. Uh, I I talk. I talk. I have anything to do with it. I just drink there too much. (laughs) So that means you have a lot to do with it. Well, yeah. On the consumption side, yes, sir. Yes, sir. By by the consumption and and by the support and by your very presence. A hundred percent, man. And, you know, it's like whenever I have, uh, this is obviously, uh, the before times, but you know, when people would come from out of town to visit, I'd be like, yeah, we got to come to my local spot, man. And they're always like, yeah, this is such a fun pang. And so I'm really happy now when the world reopens that I'll be able to do that again. So let's, uh, so, you know, this is about you, man. I want to, you know, cause like we were talking before and, you know, I was just like, look, I know for fact, like, You've been bartending for a minute and, you know, you've seen so much, 
right? Yeah. There's a lot of wild shit has gone down. Uh, yeah, I've been bartender for what, since for 20 years now? 20 years. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So you were bartending pre-Uber. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Now, I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of wild shit. I've, I've, I've been involved in a lot of wild shit. Um, and it's funny because it, it's, it's, um, it's one of the situations where the, the stories, when they're being told, may come off like cool and funny. But as it's happening, <laughs> it can be some <laughs> of the most harrowing shit <laughs> you've ever been involved in. You know, because you have... You have the mixture of drugs. You got liquor. You got you got hormones. You know you got you got ego. You got all these things that come together. Um, and and you know it's inter- because it's like I think about it as you as you point that out. I think that's a really uh, uh, interesting observation. In that, like, you know, it's one thing for customer to have one of these crazy stories, right? Yeah. But then when it's like you working, like, you know, I mean, this is your livelihood. Like this yeah. is your job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like there is that different perspective I feel like you take. Is, man. I mean, it's it's so for example, like 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 one crazy moment I recall was uh, I used to bartend this place called Third Avenue Ale House on ninety second and third, right? Okay. And um this this little this like little old French lady skinny she just she just looked like she owned an art art gallery or some shit you know what I'm saying big yeah. glasses always has like a black thing on up to here and just some kind of wild crazy colorful like accessories her nails or her her purse but everything else is always black and uh what stands stood out to me about her was just she looked like who's who's the dude who uh who hung out basquiat who uh who was the artist and she looked she looked like an old andy warhol yeah yes very like the whole vibe and everything french um she was racist in the way that she she referred to me as her sweet young negro her negro but not in a not in a calling me a nigger just like you know negro negro french Right, very weird, and it was very much a situation where I was like, always thinking like, I was like, hey, oh, there she goes again, and she spoke Spanish, you know, spoke French, so I was like, I don't know either. This this old this old bitch don't realize like <laughs> the implications of it, or she's just that far gone, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I hadn't seen her in a while, and I remember I'm, I'm at the bar closing up, and I'm like, oh, I'm ready to get out of here. I'm I'm a little drunk too, you know what I'm saying? I'm a little drunk. And I just hear this like raspy voice, like, oh, oh, my sweet Negro is here. And I turn around and I'm like, oh, this bitch. This bitch. I was like, I was like, what's up? And she's with this um with this like brolic dikey German type chick. Like really butchy stud, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's sure, up? Sure, sure. She gave me a pound and everything. I was like, hey, hello, hello, <laughs> hello, hello, ma'am. So they're just sitting there. And the thing about it is like I said, it's not like I felt she was racist. She just didn't know how to update her fucking speech. Right. You know? And, you know, part of me said, and, um, that is, you know, it's no excuse for the language, but this bitch, you understand, dude, she um would come in and have, like, back-to-back gin martinis. Right, the French chick. Three, right. four of them, slam them. Then she would always take out her little, her little pillbox. Oh, shit. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. She took a pill box out and straight mashed up some pills <laughs> and took them oh, okay. the and I'm like, I'm like, is she really doing this shit in front of me right now? And then it was the same thing where like her neck, she had that like turkey neck. Yes. Like, like, like right where, like, like right where the, the, the penis and the balls meet. Right. <laughs> right it's like, a, like, it's like it an ascot. Like, it's like an ascot of skin. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a foreskin ascot around her neck. She's fucking hard. Right. So she would talk and she did this weird jerking thing when she talked because I think the drugs were kicking in. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, she just, this thing in her jaw, it was just one of those things she'd drink and dribble. So all this to say is that one day she's there, German chick is there, the German chick goes to the bathroom and the old French lady leans over the bar and like, I used to have long dreads at this point. And she kind right. of caressed my dreads and pulled me in. I'm like, oh, I was like, oh. No. And she was like, she got real close and she was like, my vagine is still tight. <gasps> and I was like, oh, shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, like you, you should be describing your privates in the most clinical way possible, you old bitch. <laughs> like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't care about what's tight. How tight it is, none of that shit. Oh Jesus! You know, so that was that was one of my earliest experiences, where like the the intersection of like 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 sex, race, and drugs and liquor all came together. Right? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. At old age, it was it. It so that was that was always a, a weird moment for me because there's um. I get like, oh, you're a bartender. You must have mad hot bitches hitting on you. It's like, nah, I have a lot of old, lonely ladies. <laughs> like, like, because especially in, in local bars, you know, there's a lot of older people that come in who don't got no one else to hang out with, really. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And And they still got sexual needs. And they, you know, it's funny because it's like, there is that narrative that you were saying that like, you know, that bars are this fertile fucking ground and it's like, but not like you think it is right. No. Like it's like the women from coyote ugly aren't, uh, aren't running up in the bar on a reg. Right. No, no, no. If, 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 if there's some like, like there were situations where it's like, Oh Wow. I'll hear another bartender talk about, oh, was, you know, a couple of, couple of chicks came in. And I'm like, you describing to me? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what these chicks he was doing below with in the bathroom look like? Because, <laughs> you know like, yeah. Like, honestly, be honest. Not, and you were probably drunk yourself. So you had your, 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 your beer lenses on, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It's never, it's never been um, anything that's like truly epic in a sense that it's it's like some kind of sexual conquest it's like nah it's just like you just you got the you got the wounded ones the ones <laughs> that are gonna keep up with the pack there is <laughs> you know yeah it's it's like how uh uh you know i guess it's it's funny because it's like there's this crazy uh, uh vibe that 
comes into the bar and you just you can just see it and you know it you're like all right these motherfuckers are about to get into some wild shit and you can just you smell yep. it on it you know it's happening and it's it's about to get real yep. now yep. so let me ask you um what is what is like the one thing you'd say that you learned from bartending and it doesn't have to be about like working in a bar or anything like that, but just like in in life, like what is that? What is one thing that you've taken away? How to accept people for what they present themselves to be as, because sometimes people have for, for a bunch of different reasons. Sometimes they, they are bad people and they want to hide it. Or sometimes they are to me, I'm accepted. Right. Until I'm given a uh, reason to think otherwise. Interesting. So, and I, I think, and I think that has helped me as a person who deals with lots of people daily. I learned how to keep people at a distance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like okay, cool. So yeah, I, I guess just accept the people for what they present, not not who they are, because a lot of times you won't know who they are for a while. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's. I feel like especially um, in the bar scene, right? Because like, I guess it depends on. Well, I would say I would think you know it depends on the uh, the venue you're working in, right? Because like if you're at a nightclub, you know that's not like your local. You know, like I'll I'll go to Union Street Pub in like a pair of sweats and you know boots <laughs> and just sit there. Just like I gotta like just you know just zone out you know, whereas like yeah when you're at that nightclub it's like you're gonna see you're gonna see that presentation uh, presentation rather right. Oh, yeah, man. Speaking of nightclubs, I used to you know a spot called the Souk. The Souk. You know, we talked about that uh, when we were we were chopping it up on Sunday, um, and yeah, I, it sounds familiar. Cool. But tell 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 us more. The Souk. Not talking about. I was talking about Sutra. Oh, Sutra, yes. So before I bartended at, was it Lesuk, then Sutra? Yeah, it was Lesuk and then Sutra. Lesuk, I always tell people, don't give them any money. These two Egyptian brothers are racist. Fuck, racist. I mean, like, like over-the-top racist. Anyway, I, I bartended away the tables at Lesuk. It was maybe 15 years ago. And... uh the, the owners of two brothers, they came to the country, to this country, they ran a cab, they opened and then they opened up the stuke. They hit it big, they got lucky, great space, they had the right people. This place was fucking banging. Where like, is it? Like, whatever you needed in there. Uh, Avenue B between 3rd and 4th was the original location. Oh, shit, yeah, that's... And... Uh, like, like when you talk about the the atypical fucking like cokehead, sorry, someone's calling me the atypical cokehead owners were yes. over the top. This this one brother was sober, other brother was just a fucking head. So the way it was and the stoop, um, the main owner lived upstairs. The older brother, the cokehead, and he'd come downstairs. And there was a back door. It's a really big space. And it's crazy because this, this dude would come downstairs in like this fucking cobalt blue bathrobe, <laughs> like the initials on the back, like dead ass, like this, like before Ghostface was doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh wow, okay. And just the rim of his nose would just be whited out, 
Oh my God. And just like, yo, this guy's coming down here looking like that, talking to customers, um, calling me over. And this last day is I actually quit that night because <laughs> he called me over and he literally told me to fetch some water. So I said it like that. Fetch some water. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what? I didn't catch his tone because I'm busy. It's crazy. I'm like, yeah, it's busy. It's, he's trying to impress some ladies and it's busy. It's crazy. I really can't, you know, you just, you just don't catch the tone. You just hear the words. Right. You know? Exactly. So yes. I was like, 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 um, was Sam. I was like, Sam, man, I'm a busy, you know? He's like, hey, that's your job. You're supposed to fetch me water. <gasps> like, Yo. like, your, like your ancestors. Mm-mm. And he laughed and like smacked my back. What? And at that point, I'm like, I have, I have a champagne, two champagne buckets in one arm and like a plate of food, another. So I'm just like, I, you know, I'm just, there's so much happening. So much happening at one right. time. So I was like, oh, shit. I put everything down and just walked away. So I was like, I'm about to fucking yoke this nigga up, like, straight up. Jesus away. Christ, man. So as I go downstairs, I'm downstairs now by the office. And there was uh, the name was, I forget. But she's, like, eight months pregnant working in a nightclub. Like, it's, like, three in the morning, some shit like that. So she heard what happened. From a busboy who who heard the incident, right? She comes down comes down the stairs looking for me. On her way down, she slides down the she falls. This is like a flight of stairs straight down on her butt, just boom, 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 boom. Oh, no. oh, fuck, man! Cokehead Sam comes up right behind me. At this point, I'm ready to snuff this cat. Like, are you following me? And he looks at me and he says, "Hey, stop trying to be lazy. Get up off your ass and get to work." To her? To her? Wow. And I look at her, Lamia, her name is Lamia, Lamia. So all I remember was I looked at him, I looked at her, and I was like, I got, I got to bounce. Like, Holy I took shit. off my apron. I had thousands of dollars from the night. I was like, just take this shit. Like, I can't be around here because I'm going to end up in jail. Right, yeah. Like, there's no, there's no, and I, I was at a, and it's funny because it, it, it's one of those situations where anyone who hears about a situation like this, swears to God they would knock someone out. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, right. When you're at a point in life where like, I think my, 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 my ex-wife was three days away from giving birth to my son and all these, like you're at those moments where I wish a nigga would. Sure. And then the nigga does, but he does it in the most inconvenient time. Like, you know, like, why can't you do this? Like, Last year, when, the, when, when there was a no impending baby coming, you know right? I was like, "Fuck this shit." It's so, like it's like when keeping it real goes, goes kind of wrong because you're like, "It's still in me." No, but, but it's, it's like it, it's, ah, I can't. That that was that was like a big adult adulting decision I made in my career as a bartender was like to not, not snuff not, out, not, not fucking racist, Sam. In his cokehead racist which by the way like if you want to like just have like people not like you is like be a manager and show up in your bathrobe right oh, seriously show like up with a cocky look on your face and some coke on your nose they'll love you 
<laughs> yeah, they'll they'll be so pumped to show up every day, work for oh, you. Yeah. They'll yeah. stay late. Who's working, Sam? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, condescending ass Sam. R- racist super- Sam. <laughs> this is great. I'm so pumped that he's going to be a part of my fucking world, man. Oh my god, dude. So. So well, let me ask you. So you've worked nightclubs and yeah. you've worked uh, in the dive bars. Um, what would you say? What would you say is your favorite spot? Or like, what do you say? What would you say is like where you're like uh, different points in my life? Did different. This is why, I like when I when I was younger, working. Um, I first started out. I was like, yo, I'm I'm working exclusively for, exclusively for black folks. Okay. So, so my first bar was that I bartended at was this place called Pope Knockers on Atlantic Avenue. And, uh, that was kind of a shit show in that, um, not that it was black owned. It was just, it was just a hood trap, <laughs> you know, like, like no. straight up. It was like, it was like, I was like, Whoa, like, like I grew up around these motherfuckers serving them is different. Right. It's a whole different game. Like, yo, like, like shit. And, um, then I worked, for at a spot called Lucian Blue in Fort Green, which was like a bougie black spot. <laughs> and okay. it was on the, in the spectrum. I'm like, fuck these bougie niggas, like fuck this shit. But it was better than, you know, I got treated a lot better. Um and then uh I made my way into Manhattan and I was getting into the clubs. And you know, when I when I was younger and I, I could deal with the with that I mean people don't realize what a toll it takes on your body. Right. You know, because for instance, um, you know, some bullshit fun fact. There are days if I have my foot uh the step watcher on, on my phone set. Right. It'll clock in like seven miles sometimes. Jesus. In a little space. Yeah, like I, I walk, didn't like I walk back at seven miles worth of walking back and forth in this little last space. It's crazy. That that is it's, you know Jesus. Anyway. So yeah, uh, clubs clubs are fun. They burned they they burnt me out. Way too many drugs. I was getting home like at nine a.m. Right, and then back at work at four p.m. <laughs> I think you know. I have to say, you know, there is. I know people obviously like when you work in the bar industry. You're working. You're working nights and you're working late nights. I just. I'm certainly not a scientist, but like there's some effect on the human body that like, cause we're not nocturnal. Yeah. Your like, Katie rhythms all, th- all thrown off. Exactly. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like you can't like sleep during the day. Like you ain't van- we ain't vampires. No, no, it's, um, if I, if I me up for a while, it did. So then when I started working, I stopped working at clubs. Like if I can't do this anymore, you know, I started finding uh, jobs at neighborhood spots. And that was, honestly where I should have been at from the beginning because I enjoy talking to people and developing relationships. I like, I like building communities, you right. know, and that's, that's been my, so my first local dive bar was this place called uh, angel bar. Is that in, that's angel in Manhattan. Bar. Yeah. It's called the skinny now on orchard. I think it's on orchard. Okay. I forget this years ago. Oh, you want to hear a really crazy story about that? Yes. place? Right, so that's right. what we're here. Brooklyn Lou. So, that's, that's what I'm here for. This 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 is a trifling ratchet story, man. On my, I was I was on my Captain Fuckboy phase. <laughs> I had a cape with a big F on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
I'm at the bar, man, setting up. This is like four o'clock. It's me and my boy. I'm not gonna mention his name because he has a real good guy, good guy image. Good guy <laughs> role. Think, yeah, like I right, or whatever. So, um, I'm setting up, and my boy, I'll call him John. John's my bar back. He's setting up in the back, cleaning the bathroom, setting the bar up. And this little this little white girl, she looked like Christina Ricci. Okay. When she still had some weight on her. Like, you know, curvy. Yep. You know, she had little pigtails and she comes in and sits at the bar. And, you know, I'm like, listen, the bar's open in about five minutes. You can hang out. Just give me a second. Uh, can I get you some water? She's like, I just want some orange juice. I was like, all right, well, here's some orange juice. Okay. Give her the orange juice. And I'm setting up right now. And we notice she's being a little like it's weird. It's um her head was half down looking at the bar. She had these big ass eyes looking up and just following us back and forth. And it looked right. like she wanted to say something. So I'm like, I go over, I do my bartender, like, you know, Ted dancing, elbow on the bar, hey, hey, what's going on? Like, you know, just like, you know. Cheers. It's a bartender move. Hey, what's up? I'm just talking to her, like, what what's going on? Is everything all right? And I was like, you know, you kind of look like you want to say something or ask something. And I swear, all, all my life, she looks at me and she's like, yes, I, I, I was wondering if, 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 um, I want to suck someone's dick. So what? I'm there. No, I'm there in my Ted dancing poker face. I'm like, hmm. I look around. I'm like, I'm being set up. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Like. Oh, wait, 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 wait. This is a setup. So I look to my left and my right. My boy, John, heard it. And this, he's like, huh? <laughs> so I, I, I said, hold, hold hold, on a second. And I go talk to him. I'm like, yo. Still with the cool de- demeanor, poker face. I'm like, yo. She's trying to suck some dick. And he was like, ooh. So I'm like, I think both hours. And I was like, but I'm bartending, so I'm going to call rank on that shit. I'm going first. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I go back over there. I was like, sorry, are you serious? And she's like, yes. I'm like, all right, well, bathroom's back there. Go. So she goes to the bathroom. And I'm like, no way. Like this this is the setup, it's the ultimate setup. Right. Like like there's gonna be fucking cameras, divorce lawyers, and all kinds of shit. Right. You're about <laughs> to be on like punked or like, oh, you know, like, some shit, right? Like so, so I go to the bathroom. And she said in the toilet bowl, you know, and I was like, Ugh. I mean, I know they just got clean, but I'm like, mm. <laughs> she's yeah. that kind of girl. So then, you know, we get started and she's like, I, I want you to ram the back of my throat as hard as you can. And I'm like, okay. No, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you know, like, whoa, whoa. So, we get started, but I'm like, go in, go in, go in, go in, go in. She stops me. She's like, when you're ready to come, let it all go. And that was it. Done. Done. So, so, <laughs> all the guilt is hitting me now. I'm thinking I got to get a checkup. Like, right. this is dirty. I'm dirtier for even letting, <laughs> for doing this. What's wrong with me? And she's like, it's like she's cupping her mouth. And she's like, you can tell your friends to come in. And I, was, I walk out. I'm speaking on my brain. The blood's rushing back to my brain now, right? Sure, right, right, right. So I'm like, yo, John, it's, it's real shit. Go in there. It's he runs up in there. And he's in there for like, 
I, I was there maybe maybe four or five minutes. You know, I'm not trying to impress nobody. I'm like, I'm like what? Let's, let's, this is thank you, Lord. <laughs> right. Too much of her time. <laughs> so <laughs> so he, he's in there with her for like 15, 20 minutes. All right. She comes out first. Again, a couple of them like this. says, bye, thank you. And runs out. I was like, thank you. I'm like, well, thank you. I want to give her a drink. Like, you know, like, so John comes out and he flicks on the black lights because it was all black lit inside. And right. we're all black. You know, say we're working in the street. The front of his pants all the way down looked like he dropped bleached all over. <laughs> and he didn't notice. I'm like, yo, John. Oh, I was like, look down. He's like, oh shit. And I was like, yo, did she? He's like, I don't know. She was, she just gave me like the wettest blowjob ever. And I'm like, oh, I was like, ah, oh, dude, you may want to change. Like, so I go outside to smoke a cigarette. And little, the little shorty's talking to the bouncer right now. And I'm like, hey, I was like, you know, I'm focused on cigarette. Like, hey, I just want to ask you, you know, what was that all about? Right. She's like, well, you know, I swear, I swear to God, she's like, my yogi practitioner's not in town. My her yoga practitioner, yoga, yoga practitioner's not in town. Okay. And he said the best way for her to keep her chi up is to hold semen in her mouth. <laughs> no. I swear to God, I'm smoking my cigarette. The, the bouncer's like, what? Doesn't know what the fuck is going. On. He's like, what are you talking about? And I'm right. like, so, so you said, and it all hit me. I was like, oh my God, that's why she was cupping her mouth when I left the bathroom first. Right. Yeah, yeah, nut. yeah. And then my boy came right after and dove right in. <laughs> and that's, I'm all, I'm basically all over his pants. So I walk Yo. in, I walk in, I'm like, yo, yo, John, yo, John, I'm sorry, but. Shorty just dropped this bomb on me right now. I was like, yo, short, long story short, this nigga has no change of pants. <laughs> he had the whole night like that. And the whole night, he's just mad at me. And I'm like, yo, man, you, you went in with your eyes wide open. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I Moral mean. The story is always be the conductor. <laughs> if you're the caboose or any other cars, this is the risk you run. You. You know, there there really is. That is a occupational hazard that you take when you are batting second on yeah. on a blowjob marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. And that's just what. Now, how long? Like this was in the nineties. No, this was a uh, two thousand and. I started bar setting in ninety nine. Okay. Well, bar backing. So this is like two, maybe fifteen years ago. Okay. Maybe 2004, 2005, maybe a little longer than that. So this is like, I'm like trying to like picture what like the night, not that look, bars are bars and that shit's going to happen. Oh, this bar looks the same. If, if the bar was still open right now, it'd be the same. It's called a skinny now. It's the same setup, same okay. long bar. There's an upstairs in the back in the pool table. It used to be called, um, angel. It's the, you know, it's fun. Well, I say that just because it's like, you know, 
there, I feel like there was a certain pocket of like the bar scene in New York where it was just an absolute fucking shit show. Right. And I feel like, like now, like you, well, I'm, I'm saying now, like assuming there's like no COVID. Right. So like 2018. Wait, assuming there's no what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right, buddy. All well, right. <laughs> assuming I'm, 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 yeah, I have totally fucked the phrasing up. I'm talking pre-COVID, right? We know COVID is oh, very real. I thought you said Coke. <laughs> oh, oh no, yeah, no. Uh, Coke is uh, very real. That is a multi-million dollar. Uh, that COVID is my bad. See, you got me back in 2005, right now. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> There's. Where's it at? Let's do this. <laughs> What's yo bust that bust that down? Um, bust it out, boy. <laughs> there is fun. I got yeah. It's you know I this is why I love doing this podcast so much is that there are these like little pockets of stories that like uh, I like just remember being inspired by the people that come on and shit. But like there, I can remember just so many nights where like I would be at a bar and you know look. I um I dress pretty uh pretty sharp uh, on occasion. Swag. There's been some <laughs> swag about me at some point in my life. And you know, in like my younger days when I'd be at the bar and shit, like there would be so many nights I'd be sitting in a bar and someone would just instinctually assume I sold cocaine. Just like walk up, be like, "Hey man, I'm I'm looking you, you, you look like a Dominican coke dealer, dude." I yes. <laughs> If I didn't open my mouth, the second I opened my mouth, the the Dominican aesthetic immediately leaves uh, the air, right? Because it's like, wait a minute, like, wait. Why, do, why do you sound like that? Um, but it's just he's, it code, is, he's code switching on us again. Yeah, like how come he's how come he's changed his uh, his affect? He thinks we're cops. Um, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, I really like their, yes, cocaine is very real. Um, but I get the point I was making was, is that like, I feel like, and I caught the tail end of it because like I moved here in like 2012, I feel like, uh-huh. but like prior to that, like the early 2000s, like it just felt like from what the stories I've heard of just how wild shit would get. Uh, and then that kind not that it went away but i feel like it's lessened like you'd have to dig deep to find those bars definitely i mean at at one point when when i was so i I bartended a sutra sutra used to be uh, 16 so at 16 sweet 16 or or 16 16 um evil d spun there okay and i remember seeing guru in there drunk as fuck several times and then it switched over and became Sutra, and I started bartending there. In Sutra, you had uh, Tony Touch spinning there. Dope. You had, uh, you know, Evil D would spin every once in a while. Um, my boy Danny Castro threw a party there. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you could leave and go to a place like Sutra, which was the more clubby side. You could um, hit Orchard around there. There was a spot. I think it may have closed at that point. I think it closed in the early 2000s. It's called Baby Jupiter. Baby Jupiter was like, you know, if you want to get your, your backpacking MC vibe on, you know, say, I don't want to see no bitches. I'm trying to see a bunch of niggas and just freestyle what, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> trying to keep it real. And then um, 
I mean, there, there are so many spots. There are so many spots. There was, it was, um, this is definitely, there were a lot of cool white people in these spots and it just fit pianos. Yeah. Pianos is one for sure. Uh, but then shit, shit just flipped. And it became real, like, like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> like, why are you in New York? You know, why right. am I in New York? It's <laughs> not what I, you know. The, you're, you know, I feel, like, hey, as, as I, like, talk about it, even though I'm kind of like, uh, we talked about it, but, like, my gentrification-esque sort of, on paper, right? Because I moved yeah. here. Yeah, but, moved like, out of town. Yeah, you know, from out of town. But, like, you know, I feel like, even like when I've gone to bars and it's like, I'm certainly not like co-opting growing up here and being like, who are these people? But it's like, yo, if you're going to go to a bar in Dykeman on a summer night at like two in the morning, you're going to see some shit. Yeah. And you can't be scared or shocked to that. Right. That means you went looking for it. (laughs) Exactly. Yo, exactly. You, You tried to find this and you found it. And 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 now you're upset. You're 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 um, surprised. You're 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 aghast. At it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, come on, like, stop it. Yeah, you can't. You're not gonna. Uh, you're not gonna get any sympathy from me uh, no, by yeah, any no. by any stretch. No fucking way, man. Um, I, I definitely remember seeing a lot of fights. Well, talk to it. Talk. Fights, fights, man. I used to bartend at a place called the Bubble Lounge. And it's fucked okay. up because, again, it's a situation where owners don't want to play hip-hop, but it's a particular kind of hip-hop. But since they don't listen to hip-hop, they don't know. They can't. Their ears can't differentiate. Sure, sure. So there's this uh, – I was on one of, my, one of my last days there, man. This shit was so violent, dude. And there, was, there, was, there was a lot of fights. There was that one fight that turned me off. And I'm like, yo, fuck this. I, I for, for this, I'll, I'll work in Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So it was in Tribeca. Bubble Lounge was a, was a dope spot. It was like the biggest champagne bar on the East Coast. Oh, you know, shit. So like, you know, you see fly shit in there, fly shit. And then, you know, niggas would roll through in that sense, like the, like the Chris Rock niggas. <laughs> Fair enough. And a situation where um, there was one big open tab and people were ordering on this tab without making sure that the hostess was cool with it. And then when they trying to close the tab, everybody just shut up. And the tab yep. was like the tab was like fifteen, fifteen hundred, and she was she was gracious. She was like, "Look, I'll pay for half of this. It's my birthday party. Everybody, Annie up, and pay for the rest." You're talking about like twenty five people, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all could y'all could y'all everybody here is fucked up. Y'all drank y'all drank shit that you would never drink before, you know, and you pissed it out, and you're bitching about having to pay. So anyway, her, her boyfriend, you know, his ball swelled up. Right. You know, he's like trying to beef with cats, not realizing or not understanding that none of his boys are there. They all left. Oh, shit. All of them had left. So I don't know what happened, but he's like, he's telling this one dude, Yo, you, want to, you want to take this outside? You want to step outside? You and your boys? And I'm looking at him like, I don't know what. I'm just watching. The security guard is like, good, get them all out of here. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing my job. Yo, when I say I, he got, he got 
beat like like they were white boys and he was some some black kid in the 50s like they stomped him the fuck out pretty boy too when he finally stood up because his his girlfriend jumped in between him and the feet okay how many dudes were were on him uh like eight of them oh yeah that's not even they were fighting each other to hit him Oh, one of those. Okay. Yeah. They're pushing each other out the way to hit. Yo, his front, all this. Front. I've never seen someone get up and then spit teeth into their hands. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? At one point, at one point, I almost went and tried to help, try to pull him in. And and my security guard was like, you're bugging. He just grabbed you. He was like, don't you go out there. He's like, these guys will fuck you up, too. And I'm like, eh, okay, cool. Fair. <laughs> The fact that he stood up was beyond me, but he was missing his all the teeth in the front. All of them? Yeah, yeah. Holy. And those, like, and, like, I mean, I would imagine, right, because I've never seen that, like, what that looks like, but, like, those are, like, like broken teeth, right? Like, they're no, not, like, they were, like, they were, like, gone from the root. He got kicked. The last kick was a dude. They were holding him down, and the dude took a step back and he had dress shoes on. Oh no. Like the hard bottoms, the, the square dress shoe, the square one. Yeah. Step back. And the dude's already knocked out. He's unconscious. And he just kicks him right in the mouth. And I was like, this is savage. I'm like, you guys, I hope all you niggas get shot. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> like, this is, y'all all deserve to get shot in the kneecap. You know, seriously, like, because like, it wasn't I necessary. Mean, yeah, that's that's and egregious. They and they were in the wrong. Oof. Yeah, that and it's like yeah, it's like it that it was a life changing beatdown. His 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 life is different now, I guarantee. Oh, for sure. Life he, is different. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean that like and that's the other thing, like about like bar fights and shit like that, or like being jumped in a bar. Like that's a that's trauma right there, yeah. right? Like and how uh, how motherfuckers process that if they ever process it? Yeah, I mean that shit changes your life, man. It does. Now, it does. let me. So, what did those? So afterwards, like, did those eight guys are like, oh, yeah, they you ran grab another drink? No, they ran off. Yeah, I was gonna say they, they fucking. Off. What are they gonna do? They ran off. They hype. You know this dude. I'm just like, oh shit! I don't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't beef with that many cats. Number one. Yeah. Number that, one. And you were pretty boy Floyd. Like they're, they're definitely like, what you talking to? You know, it was, it was all sorts of wrong. Man. Oof. Well, God damn, man. I, uh, those are, those are those stories, man, where you're just like, look, just go out and have fun. Yeah, <laughs> you know man. what I'm saying? Like, no, I, I never understood, never understood that. Like, just like they're shorties that get dressed up to come out and just be bitchy. Right. You know? They're the dudes who get, you know, sorted together to come out and just to beef, you know? And, and, and there's a whole, I have a whole theory. There's a whole like homoerotic theory about that from in my head. I'm like, you're yearning for that physical, that physical male contact. Right. You're going out and you're looking for that shit. So just being honest with yourself. And saying, "Hey, maybe, maybe I need to explore this. Maybe, <laughs> you know? maybe I'm into something, and I'm not ready to uh, yeah, talk about it. But I should be. 
or at home, we go get drunk, go do some coke, and pretend you didn't do it. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then just uh, you know, be like it's that. New York. It's New York City, boy. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's like that episode of um, uh, of Law and Order where Ice T is talking to the guy who's on the down low, and the guy is like, "I have relationships with women, but I have sex with men." And then Ice is like, "Well, that makes you gay." Yeah. Uh-oh. And he's like, "All right." <laughs> you got me. <laughs> yeah, like he, he like, but he like looks. He like kind of like gives him like the look of just like, "You're right." Like he's like he looks at him like you're right. Yeah. But I'm like I don't want to say out loud that you're yeah. right. Well, technically speaking. <laughs> yeah. Look, if you really if you looked it up in the in a dictionary, what that is, then I suppose <laughs> like this, you know, <laughs> like all right. So like, let's say that words don't mean things, right? Like that's. <laughs> Let's 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 look at it like that perspective. Let's say like, actions mean even less. <laughs> yeah. Does that technically make me gay? So yeah. anyway, listen, Brooklyn Lou, I appreciate you coming through, man. I feel <laughs> like I could talk to you for hours about the fucking shit you've seen, dude. I definitely I, do. I, I got more shit. Back. I got more. Shit. I'm just trying, to like, you know. But next time. I was gonna say. Well, listen, I, we I have you back on again. Why not? Why why the fuck yeah, not? Man. Right. I would love to. I'd love to. So listen, listen. We're gonna get into our our next segment, right? Which sure. is uh, is called Five Questions for Our Guests. Gotcha. Uh, now these are the questions um, that we ask each one of our guests who comes on, and it's just about the life of a bartender. Okay. All right. So question number one: What is a misconception people have about being a bartender? What is the one thing that's not true about the life of, of working in a bar? Um. Ask that question one more time because I, I want to make sure that I answer it properly. Yes, sure, yeah. sure, sure. What is the biggest misconception people have about being a bartender? Oh, that that we like people. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny you say that because it's like, I mean, you, you know, back me up if I'm right or wrong here, but it's like just because I know how to talk to people doesn't mean that I enjoy them. Oh, yeah. I mean – it's um, I was talking to my fiance a couple of months ago. I was like, yo, I feel like I'm losing a piece of myself after all these years because, like, my ability to take shit from people is way higher than it should be. Right. Like my tolerance for people is way higher, and there were moments where um, like, I had my bartender smile, you know, just my bartender smile, and and. You know, shit was going on. The computers, the computers doing things. Hi, you're good. You're still. Uh, we still got you. So, uh, I'm just like you know, I have this 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 bartender smile, and someone could legit be like, "Hey, you know, you know, my my dad just died." I'm like, "Oh, for real? No way!" Because <laughs> I'm so used to I'm so used to responding to people, like it's you like- know, you know, so you do kind of lose a piece of yourself and that's it. Interesting. Being around people. All right. Question, question number two, what is the biggest tip you've received as a bartender? Oh, the biggest, the biggest tip at one point. Yeah. Um, I was, I was at LeSouk and LeSouk was big for having these like African princes who were like, fifth and sixth in line. Okay. 
So they they have a bigger point to prove. Sure, sure. So I got a thirteen hundred dollar tip. God damn. Yeah, thirteen. That's like thirteen. I was like, I was like, shit. Um, I mean, <laughs> I may do this. <laughs> it was like thirteen hundred dollars, like cash right here. I was like, well, shell. You don't, uh, know, you don't expect nothing from me. Well, not too much. <laughs> right. Like, because I'm done. Like, I'm done for tonight. I don't need don't anymore. In fact, for the week. I don't have to do this for several nights in a row. Uh, because yeah, I've, I've, I've gotten, oh, I had this one customer actually, rest in peace, John. This dude would come to my job. Um, he looked like a, a roadie for the Rolling Stones. And he would okay. always buy a tequila and a Corona and give me a hundred dollar bill and just leave it. And then it, one day man. he gave me, actually, this is worth more than the $1,300 tip. He gave me six tickets to a print show at, uh, at Mohegan Sun. This, was, this is a year before he died. Six tickets, Mohegan Sun, like the third row. Prince? Prince tickets. He's like, I, I, he's like, I've seen Prince so many times. I don't feel like going. So that, six. that was the biggest tip I've ever got. That's nuts, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And fucking next level, by the way. Six tickets. I was I was kind of the boss that night. Uh you, I would I would hundred <laughs> percent agree on that. All right. Question all right, question number three. What's your pet peeve of a customer? What is the one thing if, needy customers? If, what's that? Needy. Needy. Picky. Actually picky, then needy. Like, okay. don't come into a fucking beer bar and then ask me to taste my white wines. It's like, like yo, fuck you. We have one Sauvignon Blanc. We have one Pinot Grigio and one Chardonnay. They're solid. <laughs> They're solid. And, like, and that's, that's all you need. Either you want it or you don't. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so for the listeners out there, know, know your room. Know the room you're in. Yeah. Read the room. If, it's not a, if, if there isn't a cocktail list, the bartender's there for a reason. They don't like making cocktails. Don't hey surprise me. No, yeah. no, surprise. That's, you know, put twenty on the bar and separate it, and say this is just for you. And then ask me to go out of my way for you. Yeah, that's. I feel like that is also uh, a nice dovetail into the uh, other pet peeve of like bartenders work off of money, right? Yeah. So it's like if you want that then yeah like slip a 20 and be like hey let's yeah, I'd, yeah. here with my lady box. <laughs> 100% <laughs> so here we go if you owned a bar what would you name it all right i've been thinking about that a lot um some of the names that have been popping in my head one was really simple um because i'm um i'm a i'm a late 80s early 90s head and I was thinking of calling it radios. Oh, like that's after dope. Radio, after Radio Raheem. Rest you know? in peace, Radio. Um, yes, indeed. And it, it'd be definitely, you know, as it is, just boom boxes everywhere as art, as, as art installation. Yo, that's a good, I mean, I, I remember we were talking about that yeah, yeah, yeah. on Sunday about that, like that would be the, that would be the uh, aesthetic to it. So, I think that's a I think that's a dope look, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Soon, soon come, brethren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, final question. What's up? What is what is Brooklyn Lou's favorite drink? 
what do you like to have when you are not either when you're not bartending, you could be out at a bar, you could be at home, whatever. What is your favorite drink to have? Cheap tequila. Cheap tequila? Cheap tequila. Don't don't come at me with no fancy shit. <laughs> Fuck, you. Fuck you. Give me give me some I'll I'll take a regular salsa or hornitos. I don't give a fuck. I don't want no fancy shit. Nothing, nothing, uh, no fancy Not high shelf shit. Don't give me no some Patron. Don't give me no hip hop drinks. Fuck you. Fuck out of here. I want it does the same thing, and it's and it's all from probably from the same farm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. Just rebranded. Yeah, that's all it is. All right. Tequila. So thank Cheap you. Tequila. Uh, th- <laughs> what's that? Cheap tequila, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Give my give my cheap tequila ass nigga. All right. So listen, uh, thank you uh, for bringing those questions in. Right now, we're going to get into our final segment of the of the show, which is uh, what were you drinking? Now, I have a very messy Facebook timeline. Okay, uh-huh. uh, which means there are people who post things that we could only. Keep talking. Assume- I, I, I can hear you. Keep talking now. All right. We could only assume that they were drunk when they posted it, right? So it is up to you as the expert bartender to diagnose what you think they were drinking when they wrote what they wrote, okay? All right. So, and now, of course, if you need to ask clarifying questions, is it a guy, is it a girl, what time? Time is a very important factor uh, in these posts. So here we go. I'm home from jail, just in case anybody was wondering where I was. All right. So what were they drinking? What do you think? What do you think they were drinking when they wrote that? Uh, Incredible Hulks. (laughs) Yes, that is a uh, God. Was it Hennessy and uh, what is it? Henny and and that blue shit. Yep. Hennessy and blue shit turns it green. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's based on my Brooklyn experiences. <laughs> that sounds and and I feel like that's a very insightful uh look and also does speak to the era Brooklyn, we're from. Uh, uh, uh Alize and, and, and Hennessy. Alize and Hennessy. Alize and Hennessy, <laughs> which again, that is such like uh uh I, that, you're speaking my language and you're speaking yeah. my era when I hear that. Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, if we know anything brown liquor will get you uh, get you there quicker. <laughs> it'll get you there. It'll get you quicker. It may get you into a situation you didn't know you're going to get yeah. into. <laughs> hence our, hence our person who uh, was in jail. In case you're you wondering go. what was going on, he was he was in the can. So there you go. Now, listen. Thank you so much for bringing your expertise and insight into uh, into our world of why would you write that, or um, what were you drinking, rather? But also, why would you write that? Right? That's another important thing. Why Why would you volunteer that info? <laughs> so, you know, that is so that's going to do it for our show, man. Uh, Brooklyn Lou, thank you uh, for coming through. Uh, you know, before we get out of here, uh, do you got anything you want to plug? Uh, social media, uh, bars, any anything uh, anything you want uh, people to know about? Yeah, you you could check us out on Instagram, uh, Union Street Pub, Union Street Pub. Uh, that's at eight twenty nine Franklin. I'm there Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, but feel free to come in any day. Um, usually on my days, if you check on Instagram, I try to focus on a particular kind of music or genre, or sometimes I'll do some open format shit. Um, so, for instance, you know, I did this uh, kind of native tongue 
tribute all night. Then I did a Afrobeat tribute. So you come in, meet cool ass motherfuckers like Jim right here, hey, and uh, some other people, and and we could we could talk shit and get drunk and um, drink cheap tequila. Um, sometimes we have midget hookers after one a.m. But that's if, <laughs> that's if you're cool. If you're not cool enough to experience that, don't worry about it. Yeah, and they uh, and they are and they all wear masks, mask friendly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Hundred percent. All right. Well, listen. Uh, thank you so much for hanging, man. Uh, again, thank y'all for listening, tuning in uh, to another episode of Open Bar Talk. Again, we are at openbartalk at gmail dot com. Open Bar Talk on Instagram. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, download uh, this podcast is super important. That's how people find out about it. Um, if you want to find me, I'm at Jim Search on all social media. JimSearchComedy.com is another place to get at us. And I want to thank everybody out there for listening. And also, I want to say this too: uh, Yo, tell a friend about the show, right? Yes, sir. That is how people find out about this. I'm serious. Text five people the link to this podcast and send me the screenshot of it, and I will shout you out on the next episode. I will. I guarantee i will do that so i want to see if this actually works so text five people about this podcast send them the link send me the screenshots and i'm shouting your ass out yo if anybody if if anyone comes in on thursday saturday or sunday with a screenshot of that text they'll get a shot of cheap tequila yo come through (laughs) union street pub with that man i mean shit i may text my five friends <laughs> to, to uh to get uh this fucking deal you know what i mean so by all means um yes. but yes uh we appreciate y'all for tuning in uh make sure you put a water between each drink and we'll catch you on the next one peace